My name's Leslie Peterson, and I help bloggers turn their modest websites into thriving online enterprises with SEO, email marketing, and a little hard love encouragement to always move forward consistently and with a plan. Happy Wednesday, bloggers. I am excited to talk with you today about rekindling your email list. I hope, it is my hope, that many of you have been listening to the podcast or listening to us talk in the Facebook group. And if you haven't been diligent in sending out a newsletter or an email to the list that you already have, you've been inspired to do that. But many of you have a list. You have a growing number of email subscribers tucked away under some dust bunnies in the back of your closet, and you're excited to get that list out and to begin resending to them on a regular basis, but you just don't know how to go about resuscitating that list. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to give you three rules that you've got to follow if you want to breathe new life into that list. And then I'm going to give you three emails that you can send to rekindle the love in that list. But before I get started, I want to set expectations correctly. Now these, I'm going to, sh- I'm going to share some stats with you, but these numbers are going to vary depending on how old your list is. Did you just grab those email addresses six months ago and you haven't sent them anything? Or was that six years ago and you still haven't sent them anything? It's also going to depend on the niche you're in and the type of um, target audience that you're sending these emails to. If it's been six years since you've sent an email and you're a parenting blogger, or let's say a parenting blogger of infants and toddlers, well, that list, that list, unless they've had additional children, which they probably feel more confident about, that list is no longer in your space. So you might get a different kind of result than, let's say, a food blogger who uh, hasn't shared with their list in the last six months because or six years. Because six years later, people are still eating. People might not still be parenting an infant, but they're definitely still eating eating. So it depends on your niche as well. So here's the stats I want to share with you. Re-engagement emails or rekindle emails or resuscitation emails do have a much lower open rate compared to what you can expect once you have breathed new life into that list. So they're often those re-engagement emails. Again, this is going to vary based on your target market and how long, how old that list is, but they're only going to hover around 10 or 15%. And that's okay. You're, you, if you set your expectations correctly, then your goal should not be to continue to see engagement from 100% of your list. You should not expect that. If you, if you do not give them your attention, they're not going to give you their attention. However, it is a great way to understand what part of that list is still with you as you progress in your journey. And here's the fun part. Of those people who open and engage with these, this rekindle um, 
triad that I'm going to share with you, about 45% of those people are going to continue to read with you. So if we do the math there, that's about, you can expect about 45% of the 10 to 15% who open with from your, your first email to progress with you, to move with you. That is enough people to warrant putting the effort into a rekindle campaign and not just flushing them down the toilet. It only takes a couple true fans to ignite that fire, to get that going. So you're definitely going to see a initial speed, uh, spike in the unsubscribe rates. That's really common. Don't get let that get you discouraged. Just keep moving forward and it'll be worth it in the end. Okay, let's go over the three rules that I want you to understand before you get started with this rekindle campaign. Are you ready? Number one, do not even begin this effort until you can commit to delivering. Because there's nothing worse than showing up, proving yourself for a couple months, and then disappearing again for another year. It become you you lose trust at that point. And I understand life happens, things come up. Again, I'm not perfect in the way that I send out to my community, but I am committed to them. So I want you to understand the value from a business perspective. I want you to be committed to connecting with your audience. And when you're there, when you're ready to not just sell and bail, then that's when to get going. Now, I'm not trying to scare you. Definitely not trying to scare you. I think every business owner should have a regular communication with their subscribers. But I want you to understand how, how important it is for you to really commit to what you're about to do. Okay, number two. Most of you, hopefully, are getting ready to re-engage your list because you've been inspired maybe by me ah, or maybe by somebody else in your circle or another podcast that you listen to. Whatever the case is, I hope it's because you've been inspired and been encouraged and you're feeling like it's time. And you're not just wanting to rekindle your list because all of a sudden today you have a new product that you're trying to sell them. If that's the case, hold your horses. I don't want you to begin selling something until you've first given a little love. Don't ask until you have been able to give give, give. So I know a lot of you, you have a product, you're ready to put it on the market. You know, you've got this list of 10,000 people that's just been sitting there. You blow off the dust bunnies and you think you're ready to sell your new product to them. Please don't start there. Please give a little love first. Okay. And rule number three, don't grovel about it. You don't even have to apologize because the truth is they don't really care that you've been under the weather. Uh, They don't really care that um, you've been too consumed with the kids to 
be, you know, get things going regularly with your newsletter. They don't care about any of that. And that sounds harsh. I know saying that with love, but the truth is all they care about is what is the immediate value that you can provide them? Are you bringing enough value to warrant real estate in their inbox? That's what they care about. So that's where we're going to focus. All right. So let's go over the three emails that you need to send as a campaign if you want to rekindle your list. Those of you who are in my insider membership and have gone through the SBS training for selling a product to an already engaged list might understand or might remember this first email that I'm going to suggest for the Rekindle Your List series, because it's very similar to the SBS series. And that's this. Communicate the problem that they're feeling and offer a solution. Now, some of you have, because you're blogging, you're sharing a lot of information. You're like, well, my, my I'm not blogging about trauma. I'm not blogging about, uh, let's say, cancer, multiple sclerosis. I'm not blogging about, you know, struggling with uh, sobriety. So they don't really have a problem. For example, me, I have a hyper local travel blog. What problem do my people have, right? Well, they do. Every time somebody types a keyword phrase into Google or whatever search engine, they're representing, a, that represents a problem. The problem doesn't have to come in the form of a question mark. It doesn't have to be a life-changing, life-altering problem. But basically, they need some information that you have to offer. They don't know something. You do know something. That's a problem. You have a solution. What I recommend doing if you're a blogger is offering a problem solution that is probably not going to... Mm, feel it's not going to be a direct hit for everybody in your audience, but for the majority of people. So I'll give you an example again from, from my blog perspective. We write about travel in the Southeast. I definitely write about festivals happening in the Southeast, killer hotel openings, amazing restaurants. But the truth is most of our audience is interested in outdoor activities hiking and that sort of thing, the, the state parks, they all, not all, I should not say all, but the large majority of them uh, have that reflected in the type of travel that they enjoy. I know that because I know the number of people who come back to our site on a regular basis and the types of um, articles that we write regularly. So what I might say in that first email is, it's so hard when you're trying to get outside with your family. You know, there's a lot of things going on during the week and there's school issues and there's work. Uh, you're trying to find a vacation. You're just really trying to look for the best way to spend that quality time together when you finally get it. For that, I have for you a list of the 25 best hikes outside of the Georgia State Parks. These are ones that you want to put on your bucket list. These are worthy of that day off or that extra vacation time. So it's a problem and solution that I would present in order to reach the largest part of my audience in that very first email. And here's the second component of that email. You want to remind them of how they came to be on your list. 
for most of you as bloggers, they will have signed up on your blog. Maybe you had a lead magnet. If that's the case, you can remind them of what that lead magnet was, but you might just say something to the effect that, um, I'm, you know, you're getting this email from me. You're getting this list because most likely you signed up to receive outdoor hiking, biking, kayaking information from us on my website, 365 Atlanta Traveler. So you're offering a problem or you're prescribing a, a solution to their problem and you're reminding them of how they signed up. The second email in this series is going to be a tool. Again, those of you who studied the SBS framework, you know that's always the second email, a tool. What I might, in this instance, what I might provide is a printable, a checklist printable of 52 outdoor adventures that you can enjoy in Georgia, 52 unique outdoor adventures, a checklist they can put up with the magnet on their refrigerator, and uh, they've got ideas for how to explore outside. If you have just launched a new lead magnet, then this would be a great place to share that lead magnet. It's okay to send it to these people. You already have their email address, right? So you can offer that new lead magnet, but some sort of checklist, guide, tool, um, even if, if you're struggling, just take some of your, you know, your, your most popular post and make it into a beautiful PDF and send that over to them. Don't belabor this. Don't get caught up in this, but just send them some sort of tool. And then in that email, you also want to describe who you are. So in the first email, it's problem solution and how they got on your list. In the second email, it's a tool, a helpful tool, and an introduction to who you are. So I would say, my name's Leslie, I'm the founder and CEO of 365 Atlanta Traveler. We've been blogging about travel around the Southeast, um, in Atlanta, around Atlanta, um, including you know, Tennessee and North Carolinas and Florida ball, I go all into that. I wouldn't, I, you know, you don't want 52 paragraphs here, but I would maybe um, a nice two, two, two sentence paragraphs about who you are and what you're all about. So they can go, oh, okay, I recognize this blog. I remember this blog. That's going to be your second email. And then the third email, what I would do is share a handful of your most popular posts. And you can say that our audience's most uh, beloved posts are the, you know, the following four, or the following six. You're just going to share, I would, if, if you have the right uh, email tool to do this, you might put beautiful photos in there to represent those um, with clear links out to those posts as well. If you have multiple lead magnets representing multiple personas, then you can link one article from each persona. If you don't understand what I mean by persona, go check out the podcast where I talk about the target framework for a lead magnet. The best thing you can do is have multiple lead magnets that represent the different facets of your audience, um, allowing you to connect with all the different types of people who come to your site. 
So again, for us, our personas include the Florida persona and the coastal persona and weekend getaways persona and the locals persona. So I might have one article from each one of those personas listed out and, and say, these are our most popular posts. I hope that you find them helpful. I hope that you um, find some nuggets here that are going to help you with your vacation planning in and around the Southeast. And then I would explain the why why you are the perfect person to show up in their inbox on a regular basis. And again, this is not a novel. This is not a dissertation. This is maybe three sentences where you're sharing your your why, why you do this and what you offer. What's your value proposition to the people that um, that that read your blog? And then the, what you want to do, so you've gone through the problem, the solution, and the how. You've given them a tool and the who, and then the most popular posts and the why. And the last thing you want to do in that third email is tell them what to expect next. And what they should expect next is to be added to your regular newsletter. So I would say to them, I'm really excited to share our next edition of the weekly newsletter with you on Tuesday of next week. Look for that and uh, look for that in your e- in your inbox next Tuesday and every Tuesday thereafter. So set it up like that somehow. Kind of working on the fly here, but you understand what I'm saying. And then do that. Remember rule number one, don't show up unless you're ready to commit. So tell them what's coming and then actually deliver on that promise. So what I would do is send these three emails over the course of six or seven days. You want to get all of these emails out within a week so that the next week you can begin sending them your newsletter. And then you can add value before you begin to sell if you have anything to sell. The other thing that you want to do in all three of these emails is make it really clear about how to unsubscribe. And I don't just mean adding a unsubscribe button to the bottom. You obviously have to do that. The can spam laws require that you do that. But I might add a little PS in the letter section of each of these saying, if this, you know, if this isn't your jam, if you aren't jiving with this content, please feel free to sub- to unsubscribe. We understand. We get it. And here's the unsubscribe button. So make it easy for them to unsubscribe because what you're trying to do is get your list down to the right um, to the right people, the right people to listen to your message, the people who are your people, the people that you can connect with, and the people who are going to be your lifelong fans now that you've committed to building a relationship with them. Okay, so don't start until you're committed. Uh, don't start when you're ready to sell something. Start well before that and give a little love before you're asking for some cash. And don't grovel. Just start showing them a value, uh, value immediately. And you do that with a problem solution email, reminding them how they signed up with you, sending a tool to follow up with that and reminding them who you are. And then in the third email, showing them your most popular content, explaining why it's important for them to be on your list and telling them what to expect next and then delivering on that. So you've got this. I know you can do this. Once you commit to this, once you begin 
seeing people click through on your content. Read your uh, tools, read your uh, your most popular articles, read your uh, best hikes outside the Georgia State Parks um, information, responding back to you with, oh, thank you, this was fantastic, or oh, you left off this hike, which we really love to do. Once you begin interacting with the people on your list, engaging with them, building relationships with them, it's going to be easier to commit to that newsletter every week. And please, please don't forget what I said at the beginning. I'm going to say it one more time. There is a direct relationship between the number of engaged people that you have on your list and your income potential. You've got this. I respect you for rekindling your list, getting out there, being vulnerable. You've got this. Hey, real quick, this is Leslie just dropping in to remind you that I have several free resources on my blog right now that I'd love you to get your hands on. Just head over to lesliepeterson.com. The link is in the show notes below and grab my free blog post update checklist. Or if you're on a journey to fire up your blog's email newsletter, grab my free list of 52 newsletter connection prompts. With both of those, I'll include a video about how to use them to build a solid relationship with your subscribers or work towards doubling your traffic with updates. Grab both of those at lesliepeterson.com.